Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Step Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages, but it's been only like a couple days. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I feel like now I can tell you a little secret because I didn't tell you last time because no one knew yet. But by the time we post this, everyone will know. Oh. I I secretly traveled home to Canada for a little bit. Oh, I mean, I did know that. This mm-hmm. isn't a secret to me, but no. <laughs> to everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, none of my friends know at the time we're recording this, but by the time it's posted, they'll all know. So, oh, how yeah. has it been back I'm home ex- then? I'm excited. It's good. It's good. It's um, I mean, it's home. Brantford's yeah. the same. It's great, but it's nice to see everyone. Nice. Only you are missing. I miss you. Oh, that's sweet. That's the only time <laughs> Steph's ever said anything sweet to me. So shut your mouth. <laughs> Um, how are you doing? I'm, I'm really good. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm actually going on another little mini holiday as I tend to do in the summer. Uh, I'm going Mm -hmm. to Portugal this weekend to visit a couple of friends of mine, um, that are, that are there from Canada. So they're there with their two Ah. kids and I'm going to go see them and I'm really excited. So I've kind of just been throwing some clothes together, packing for, I mean, the weather looks great. So it's one of those Mm -hmm. very easy to pack for holidays. It's essentially 28, 29 degrees. We're going to be on the beach. So I'm going to throw a bathing suit in there, a few pairs of shorts, tank tops, done. That sounds perfect. I'm very envious. Portugal is one of my favorite countries in the world. It's great. If anyone hasn't been, you should definitely go. Um, Mm -hmm. But on the topic of packing, this uh, ties into what we're going to kind of talk about today. But specifically, we're talking about clothing and attire Mm -hmm. and what to pack for holidays. And then also essentially packing mishaps. I don't know. I guess 
uh, between Steph and I, we've got a few a few examples of just times where we've traveled where we feel like we maybe didn't pack <laughs> accordingly, depending on like the weather, the country we were going to, and then having mm-hmm. to just buy stuff while we're there. Again, Plenty. this goes back to not being prepared and not being not planning <laughs> the stuff accordingly. you need to know before you go yeah there we go Steph's no before you go okay so on this note I feel like I am an expert in this because I'm the worst packer but mm-hmm. you and often you've actually had to bring things to me in other countries that I've forgotten oh so many times so you're going you're saying it's a very easy place to pack for which I feel like is a little bit the kiss of death because that's going to come back to bite you about something. You think so? What have you ever forgotten that was important? Okay, so I actually remember the first time I went to Italy on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got there and I realized I forgot underwear. So, (laughs) uh, So what I did, and actually, of all countries to be in and have to go buy new underwear, Italy is not the worst place. I mean... They've got some very fancy lingerie stores where you can buy. Ooh. Not that I did that. Not that I did that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I remember that was that's that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I totally forgot. And I feel like that's like such a common one forever. You, you remember everything else and then you forget the littlest thing. Quite literally is, being your underwear or socks. Which is funny because those are the. Oh, you know why? You just I was going to jump in at undies there, but you lost me at socks. I always forget socks yeah and when I went to Germany even I remember because it was so last minute which I've mentioned before my roommates actually came into my room because I was just taking a backpack and they were like Steph let me see what you have in there and they looked and they were just like no and they went and got socks and they started packing for me because I'm the worst I'll just leave I'll just go what did you pack honestly I think because it was spontaneous I wasn't even going to be in Germany for a full five days I think I packed like two pair of tights, two sweaters, and I underwear, and I thought I'd rotate between them all. (laughs) And then my responsible friends were like, "Turn your underwear inside out." Socks. You're gonna bring. uh, Well, no, I brought enough underwear. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Um, They put. I think they put in a sweater. They're like, "Steph, it's December in Germany. You don't even have a sweater." Like, I am just the worst. Do you ever pack for certain countries that, in your head, you just assume? Like, okay, for example, anytime I talk to someone from the UK, like a Brit that's never been to Canada, they just assume it's cold there all the time. So like if they were to go in the middle of summer, they would still bring like a parka and a pair of winter boots. And I'm like, guys, Mm. I mean, especially where we're from near Toronto, it is hot as balls in the summer. We get like the extremes. Mm -hmm. We get, we get the extreme heat in the summer and the extreme cold in the winter. So for anyone listening who hasn't been to Canada, you do not need to pack winter clothes in the middle of summer. I'll just put that Correct. out there. But is there anywhere you've yeah. been, Steph, where you're like, this country, oh, I'm going here and it's always hot there and I definitely won't need sweaters or long long pants or trousers Absolutely. or even like proper shoes? <laughs> On my around the world trip a few years ago when I was leaving, I purposely packed like or planned the trip to be everywhere hot. So we started in South America. We went, we flew over to South Africa, worked our way up to Tanzania, like all around. And I was like, this is Mm. great. We're going to avoid winter everywhere. 
did not, in fact, research when weather is and all winter is in all of these places. Yeah. So I remember touching down in South Africa and it was negative one when I touched down. And keep in mind, I'm backpack. (laughs) I was backpacking with summer clothes and there was a frost on everything outside. Were you just like (sighs) out there in your sandals? And shorts. Yeah, I had flip flops. I had a Lululemon sweater, which was about as warm as it got for me. And I remember yeah. actually calling my mom and being like, Mom, it's so cold here. Like, what is going on? And my mom says, You know, you're as close to Antarctica as you could get. And mm. I thought, Well, shit. Like, when you put it like that, I just yeah. honestly, and I know this is terrible, but I was like, Africa, hot. South America, yep. hot. I just, I What's did your- not look. I remember when I even went to Tanzania and yeah, it was hot there when I, like I went December and it was hot, but I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro and it's really cold once you go, once you're up on top Mm -hmm. of that mountain. Um, I mean, luckily because I was doing a trek, I was prepared for that. But, um, but I even remember coming to see you in Australia in April and I Mm. feel like Australia is one of those, uh, one of those countries that everyone also assumes is going to be hot all the time. And I knew that it would be cooler there when I went Mm -hmm. in April. I mean, it wasn't freezing, but it was probably about the same temperature um, as it was over here in London at the time. And even when I came to see you, I think I only brought like one pair of jeans and I was just walking around in shorts and, and, you know, dressing for summer weather out there the whole time we were, we were there. Um, And I remember even coming back, everyone kind of, yeah, no, it wasn't at all. It was like 17, 18 degrees Celsius. Um, And I remember even coming back though, and everyone's like, oh, why don't you have a tan? You were just in Australia. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I was in Melbourne. Like it doesn't, it's not hot there all the time. It gets quite cold there in the winter. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm better at this now where I do We'll check the weather. And again, a lot of the places I go, if I'm just traveling like to little weekend jaunts in Europe, it's going to be. You know, you can be pretty certain of the weather. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like there's the other places. Um, like when we were in Iceland, do you remember when we went to Iceland a couple <laughs> years ago? Or that was last we, year? I think if ever there was a trip where we did not do anything, like you could pick packing, you could pick any topic, and we did not do it. <laughs> yeah, that was one we did not plan for properly. But it was the same, like it, we were like, oh, it's summer in Iceland. It was like, what 11 12 degrees and another one that actually comes to mind when i say this we went to scotland a few years ago in the summer yes now, this was quite <laughs> a funny one so again kind of spur of the moment steph was over here visiting in london and at the time in london it was like 34 degrees we had a crazy heat wave we were going to edinburgh for the weekend for fringe festival and i remember like the night before we just threw some stuff in a bag again like shorts t-shirts because we're like oh it's you know it's 34 degrees in london it's gonna be just as hot in scotland it it was not not that far when we got there (laughs) it was like pouring rain it was about 12 degrees celsius and we turned up in like shorts t-shirts sunglasses i think we both had like sandals on we were ready to look cool not yeah for summer and if anyone's ever experienced a scottish summer that is not how it works so i actually remember that night steph and i were walking around the city center of edinburgh and we were going out that night and we were again just in our (laughs) t-shirts we were freezing like freezing and we're like right we need to buy sweaters or jumpers from somewhere and at the time i think it was like nine ten o'clock at night there was nothing open and the only shop we could find open was a scottish souvenir shop and we walked (laughs) in And they had these Scottish rugby jerseys 
on sale for five pounds. And we're yeah. like, well, this is going to have to do. So I remember that night out we spent in these massive, like oversized men's rugby, uh, Scottish rugby jerseys uh, and a, a night on the town <laughs> in Edinburgh where we just drank until about four o'clock yeah. in the morning. Um, yeah. and that's cause we just did not pack for the weather. There's honestly been so many Iceland. Yeah. Iceland, Scotland. Where else have you and I been? Oh, uh, here's a good one. Now this isn't mm. weather so much. So I'm going to segue a little into dressing for cultural norms. Yes. And this is one I feel like is, is more, uh, more so people really don't consider like the first thing you kind of check when you're going white. Yeah. Is the weather. But mm-hmm. I've, I know where you're going with this stuff and I have been there so many yeah. times. So when I was in Egypt I, ahead, and I sorry. actually researched what to wear in Egypt beforehand. So on this one, I actually, I thought, cause I'm going to Egypt, it is a Muslim country. So I actually did look up beforehand what is appropriate to wear in Egypt. And I looked up where I was going to Cairo and everything just said, you know, be a little conservative, but that Cairo is a very, um, progressive place. Well, mm-hmm. you know, not by our standards, but progressive compared to Egypt's e- standards. Yeah. And that, you know, you could wear, you know, wear, you know, just cover your knees, cover your shoulders. Um, you don't have to wear a headscarf like that. You know, women could pretty much walk around pretty freely. Um, they're just dressed conservative, which I thought perfect. Yeah. You know, my wardrobe was great for that. What I didn't take into consideration that I found out very quickly when I got there is that I went there during Ramadan. And Ramadan mm-hmm. is a much more religious time of year for them. And it was advisable to wear a headscarf um, in some places, not all places. And I didn't have yeah. one. I honestly didn't even think to take one. And who came to the rescue? <laughs> do, do, who do, was do. it? You. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I messaged you when you were on your way and you actually sent me, I don't know if you remember, multiple pictures of scarves so I could pick one I out. I did. I have yep. a very... Vast uh, selection of scarves, and I think which one did it? Oh, it's like a leopard print one, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually real. It's a guest oh. leopard print one. I was shocked. Is it guest? I gave you a. Ge- I mean, leopard print's back in now. I wish I had kept that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> you can have it. It's, mine it's yours now. now. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, no, I remember I brought that out for you. Um. And like that, just so going to a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. I've done, I've done the same thing where I've gone. Um, I, I was much more prepared quite recently when I did a trip to, um, Oman and I went to Jordan and Dubai. Now Dubai is a funny one because I mean, technically you are meant to cover up if you're traveling to a country or if you're traveling to Dubai, I would still highly recommend bringing, you know, some dresses like maxi dresses are, are really good because they, cover your knees. You can get like a a shawl for your shoulders. I mean, there's still parts in Dubai. Like if you go through the shopping center, you have to be Mm -hmm. covered up. You have to cover your shoulders, cover your knees. So it's just worth still bringing, um, those type of more modest clothes with you, even if you don't end up wearing them. I mean, to be honest, the majority of the time I was there, I was just, I mean, it was so hot. I was in tank tops and shorts and it's fine. You know, they do have beaches there. Women can wear bikinis. Now where it was very different when I went to Oman after now, Oman is very nearby, but the, the culture there is, is very different. And this is where, depending on where I was, 
Um, so I went to a small little town called Nizwa and I did bring, um, I had a dress that covered my shoulders and it did cover my, my knees. It kind of went down to my ankles, but when it was super hot, I sort of just tie, tie the dress up just to let mm-hmm. my legs kind of air out a bit. Um, and I remember at one point I was in a, a historical fort. I'd paid a ticket to go in mm. and I, yeah. and I forgot that, um, the dress was tied up and I actually had one of the, the, the men that worked there. He kind of came over. He was very polite, but he said, Oh, you know, ma'am, do you mind covering your knees up you know it's this is a a historical site and I said oh you know shit sorry I didn't I forgot that it was done up but then did you say shit you immediately I didn't say shit I probably (laughs) I don't know replaced it with something I definitely didn't swear um but I saw I'm really sorry and the thing is immediately as a woman if you're in one of these countries what goes into your mind you immediately get I kind of in my head got defensive and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm a woman and, you know, guys can walk around no problem. But just as soon as the guy left, spoke to me, I saw him walk over to a man and there was a guy wearing shorts. There was a guy wearing shorts with his knees showing and the, the guy went over to him as well and said, excuse me, sir, do you mind covering up? I mean, I don't know what he had to cover up. Uh, in terms of if he had like trousers or or jeans in his bag, but he said the same thing to the man. And what I realized in Oman, if you actually look at the way the women and the men dress there in their traditional Arabic dress is that not only do the women cover up, but the men cover up as well. And it's Mm -hmm. their culture for men to cover up as well. And so once I started going through a lot of these like other historical sites within Oman, it actually had signs there asking for everyone to cover their shoulders and knees. Um, so it was kind of an eye opener because there are these Muslim countries. It's not always just the women. Yes, obviously there's the exception with certain countries like Saudi Arabia that's you know, very yeah. different. But there are plenty mm-hmm. of Muslim countries out there that it's not just directed at women. And that's something I learned that I I, I didn't realize that. But immediately my brain went, oh, it's because I'm a woman, and you know I was sort of proof yeah proof wrong. I think mine would too, to be honest. I mean, there are the exception that we went to Abu Dhabi, which is near Dubai. Mm-hmm. And when we went to um, the Grand Mosque there, women did have to wear pretty much head to toe cover up, whereas men didn't. So yeah. it, it really is dependent on where you're going. Um, but it's worth note, like if you are going to be going, especially to Muslim countries, another example is, you know, if you're going to Southeast Asia, like Thailand, for example, example, if you want to go into the temples there, as a woman, you do have to cover yeah. up your shoulders, your knees. You can't wear things that are too form-fitting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've actually found, so of course, any kind of religious center, they have a dress code. It doesn't matter what religion mm-hmm. it is, really. And I found that when I visited, um, you know, Muslim places of worship versus Buddhist and I typically show up not dressed for what you're supposed to wear, but they have a covering to give me. So whether, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a wrap to wear around as a skirt, if my, you know, shorts or anything aren't long enough, or they've always given me something. The one place I've been rejected from, and I was not allowed in because of what I was wearing, was a Catholic church in Havana, Cuba. Yeah. They just just didn't let me in. So it's the same, like when I, when I went to Rome, when you go into uh, Vatican city, the, uh, St. Peter's Basilica, it's the exact same thing. You can't go in with your shoulders out and your knee, like, so it's like you said, it's not just Muslim countries or Buddhist temple. It's, it's any place of worship. Most of the time you do have to cover up whether you're male or female. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so if you plan on incorporating these types of things into your holiday, just make sure you're, you're to and like, and like you said, stuff, most places they will um, give you stuff to cover up. So I remember being in, yeah. I was in Bangkok and I went to one of the temples there yeah. and our, my tour guide had said, Oh, you're going to, you know, I came down dressed. I think I was just in tights and like a tank top. And he said, you were not going to be able to wear that. You need to go and change. So I actually changed like three times until he was like, yeah, that's oh fine. <laughs> and I was in this, I was in this like big skirt and like a long sleeve shirt and it was like 36 degrees that day. And I remember by the time yeah. we got to the temple, they had the, uh, like robes to give out and I was like oh for god's sake and the rest of the day then I was walking around Bangkok like boiling because I was in this so I mean most it's better it's best to check before you go to some of these places because like you said a lot of the time they'll, they'll give you something to wear um if mm-hmm. you're if you show up in something that's not appropriate so that's happened to me I'm gonna think of probably 10 more instances once we stop recording this but a lot of times, and this I did not prepare, on my around-the-world trip, it's almost a bit embarrassing. I packed as if I was going into the desert in every country. Like, I don't know yeah. what I thought. If I thought you couldn't, you know, you couldn't shop outside. And I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. So, but there's been tons of places where you get to a country, you realize you don't have something you need, and you go shopping. Have you ever had this, or do you know where I'm going oh, with this? well, that's what I was saying. In Italy, I had to buy underwear. Yeah. <laughs> But the problem is, and I think if I remember, I think you had this in England. I definitely had this in Australia where the sizes are different. Oh, yes. Well, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I had that. So when, when Steph and I first moved over to the UK, I remember I needed to buy a new winter jacket because um, it was actually freezing here. Like when we got here, normally winters are pretty mild, but it was snowing. It was like minus something or other. And I remember yeah. we went to like an H&M and I normally wear like between like a 12 or 14 back home and mm. I picked up a 12 maybe no 10 12 maybe I'm already mixing up the sizes anyways I picked yeah. up a <laughs> a 12 jacket and I tried to put that on and I remember I could only but like I couldn't even button it up it didn't close and I was thinking like Jesus Christ I've lived here for five days and I've already <laughs> put on all this weight and I had to go up to a size 14 or 16 
Mm-hmm. And then we soon realized that the sizes are totally different from back home. So like a size yeah. 10 back home is actually a size 14 here, I think. Something like that. It's like it goes down two sizes. I think Australia is the same, no? Well, Australia is up one size. So if you're a six in North America, you're an eight in Australia. So it's one okay. size up here. And it's just, I remember same thing, going shopping and buying jeans and I'm trying on what my size at home would be and they're so tight and I'm trying to puff them up over my thighs and it's just not happening. Yeah. And I was so upset. And then I was like, okay, Steph, you need to dress to your body size. You can't get attached. You know, I'm giving myself that little pep talk not to get attached to numbers. Went up a size, bought it, uh, went home. And I don't remember who I was telling. I might've been you actually. And you were like, Mm. yeah, you're the same size. It was the sizes are different. Yeah, exactly. That's something I didn't know. And so, and it's funny because when I go home now and I do any shopping, if I go to like H&M in Canada, I feel so skinny where I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> look at me. And it's like a size 10 when actually it is the exact same size here. Um, so yeah. bear that in mind. It's, it's, <laughs> and like, if you go, so another, like if another example, if you say Thailand is another I'm going to use Thailand as the example again. Um, You can very easily like buy cheap clothes there, right? So if you go and Mm -hmm. you forget to bring a bathing suit or you forget to bring tank tops or whatever, you can buy stuff for dirt cheap. But the thing is, if you go to Asian countries, the sizes there are (laughs) tiny. I do not fit into anything. You can give me an XXL in Thailand or like in Mm -hmm. China, and it's not going to even get over my one leg because I'm a six foot tall, quite hippie booby <laughs> woman yeah um so I, something again to bear in mind like yes you might be able to you might think like oh i'm going over there and i can just buy stuff that i forget so yeah. i would depending on how big of a person you are it might not happen not even saying big of a person just how average of a person well, you yeah are. like if you were an yeah. average size you go into a lot of shops in asia or southeast asia and like, and they're so funny because they're so blunt there. Like, they're not rude. They're just, they'll look at you and just be like, oh, no, no, no fit. No fit. Yeah. Nothing fits. <laughs> because, and they're not being rude. They're just like, nothing in here is going to fit. You don't waste your time. And it's a bit like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go now. I remember, I remember being called, I went to Hong Kong and I got called a giant like three times to my face by no. some women in the in the market. I mean, again, like you said, they don't mean it by any, but they're just like, oh, giant. I'm like, yeah, that's me. All good. But yeah, no, it's true. I mean, how many times, like, oh God, I make this mistake all the time. Even just, I order clothes even in the UK from these, I don't know, like yeah. online yeah. <laughs> companies where I know all the clothes are made in China and I'll still buy them at like an XXL and then I'm, you know, yeah. surprised somehow that they just maybe don't fit it will me when fit. they come. Yeah, no, they I never definitely do. have don't... it. It arrives and it's like that classic Pinterest fail kind of scenario, like what you think yeah. you bought versus what you actually bought. Yeah, I've exactly. definitely had some of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just bear and and then like um shoe sizes, same thing. Back home, I'm a size nine. Over in Europe, right. same. I'm a yeah. size seven. And you know how oh. back home in Canada, men and women's shoe sizes are different? Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, a guy's nine is not a women's nine? A so woman's here, nine is a guy's 11, yeah. Yeah. Well, here, that's not a thing. Everyone, you're either, like, a you're a nine. Like, a man's nine is a woman's oh, Which is nine. so much smarter. Like, why well, is it Well, I different? know. Like, I don't understand. If anyone knows, 
I mean, I guess I could look it up, but still, I mean, feedback. That's got to be welcome. some psychological guys need to feel bigger, superior. <sighs> Do you think so? That's got to be. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty antiquated, but I bet you that's the source of that difference is rooted somewhere in there. I bet. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up after this. I- Oh, I had like a really uh, annoying conversation. I was buying a a pair of Doc Martens online. Mm-hmm. And so on the Doc Martens store, they had like a, um, like a chat box. You could speak to, I don't know, like an advisor. So essentially, yeah, what I wanted, I wanted to buy a pair of Doc Martin boots and they're unisex. So I messaged mm-hmm. saying like, right, I'm a size seven, but mm-hmm. on this, you know, the, this pair of boots I wanted, it said uh, unisex and seven. And I said, is that the same size for women or is that the, the men's size? And like the person speaking to me didn't understand. They're just like, it's a size seven. I'm like, yeah, but I'm a woman and these are unisex. So is it a size seven in, me- in men's or women's? Because they did not <laughs> understand me. And I got so frustrated. And then I finally just went into a Doc Martin store, which I actually like worked down the street from one. So I should have just done that anyways. Um, and then that's where I learned the, the uh, woman working. She's like, oh no, like a seven is a seven like it doesn't matter if it's unisex or male or female so I was like oh right that makes sense so yeah I had this full-on just like one-sided discussion (laughs) to myself with this she's just waiting for you to come around the mountain (laughs) she's like what the hell is this woman talking about like a size seven like is she really that dim like seven what don't you understand about that so um things to note I mean I don't know in other countries what their sizes are i don't know they're they're different mm-hmm. everywhere if you look at um just go online and you can always find those charts that yeah. show you like if you're a size you know 12 in the u.s or canada then you're a size whatever it might be in yeah. other countries and then you get into the european sizes where they go into like 42 and 40 it's all very confusing i hope one day <laughs> they just find sort of universal sizes yeah. for everyone but well, and I really, I like to play ignorant. So when I go into stores in different countries, I'm just like, this is what I am in North America. You tell me what I am here. I'm like, I just, yeah, oh, serve me. Like, yeah, tell me what just to do me. here. Yeah, totally. So speaking of shoes, though, Steph, I mm-hmm. find that is like the hardest decision when I am going somewhere, what kind of shoes to pack. And I feel like I always end up overpacking for shoes because I will bring like every and it doesn't matter where I'm going I'm like I need a pair of sneakers I need sandals I need boots then you need like going out shoes but I feel like you're Mm -hmm. the opposite you just bring oh my gosh I bring usually just typically a pair yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say I just bring (laughs) flip-flops everywhere because I think oh it's hot and I I don't take into consideration walking around a town for 20 kilometers or Oh, I'm yeah. just the worst. I can't tell you how many times I've been whinging at the end of the day because my feet hurt because I did not bring appropriate footwear. Every time. Literally every um, time. Or even, or I usually pack one pair of flip-flops also, and they break. And it is almost a bit embarrassing how almost every pair of shoes I own are shoes that friends have given me. <laughs> so basically you're like, just like a bag lady and everything Steph owns has been owned... <laughs> I have has been there, owned by her friends. There are We've definitely you days, out. or even well, like our one common girlfriend, she often will buy me sweaters or things as gift. And there are many a day where I look down at myself and I'm like, I did not buy a single thing I'm wearing today. 
Like this is all this is all my friends who have to take care of me. <laughs> I feel like you're at a point in your life you're just gonna start traveling without a bag, no suitcase, nothing, and you're just gonna turn up and be like, Hey, <laughs> do you have well, funny I can you say wear? that. <laughs> when I flew home to Canada, I brought literally almost nothing because I yeah. knew I had stuff left in my closet here, but not what I had left. Yeah. Um, so I actually flew home to Canada with basically nothing. Yeah, I did it. So I'm already I, there. I'm a, I'm already... I remember I, I did that once I went home and I was like, I've got loads of stuff in my closet only to return to find out my parents had emptied that all out while I was oh, away. No. They were like, oh yeah, we threw all your shit out. I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, they should have given it to me. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Why don't I suggest that? Just give all my stuff to Steph because you have all my, basically if you see any photos of Steph, any, anything she's wearing was mine at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> my winter jacket and my winter jacket you were gonna donate and I was like I will take that what winter jacket I gave you a winter jacket yeah and it's really nice I get compliments on it all the time which one I don't even remember it's like really stylish and it zips up cool and um, what color is it it's wonderful it's uh, it's gray oh god it's lovely yeah, that one yeah. Oh, yeah yeah oh it's a nice jacket yeah. It is very nice. Oh, yep. I'm glad you're enjoying that and my scarf. Lovely to end on a note about how basic I am, but <laughs> I think, I think, you know, I think, I feel like from this episode, we want people to learn from our mistakes mm-hmm. and not to freak out if you're a little bit bigger in another country because honestly, their size is probably just different. And just to remember, numbers, guys, they're just, they're just numbers. And to dress appropriately for, the culture you're going to, I mean, it's easy enough, no matter where you're going in the world nowadays, you can look it up and maybe dig a little deeper, see if they're having a little religious event going on while you're there, because that would be helpful mm-hmm. to know. And if all else fails, everywhere in the world, unless you are going to the most remote of remote locations, you can get clothes. You can yeah, get you what can... you need. Yeah. You don't have if to you pack. forget stuff. <sighs> I have seen people panic where they're like, oh, my God, I forgot socks. This is the worst. It's like, calm down. I'm sure yeah. this country, they've heard of socks before and they sell them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, this episode seemed like the simplest of, I don't know, like when Steph and I talked about this, we're like, could we make an episode out of this just talking about clothes? But once we started going through it, we're like, we have so many examples of where we've totally fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, on that lovely note. Enjoy Canada, Steph. I'm going to go finish packing for Portugal. I'm going to throw in my shorts, bikini, done. All right. I'll ask you next week when we uh, record what you forgot. Oh, perfect. There'll be something. I'm sure there'll be something. All right. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening, as always. You know what to do. Let's take it to the outro. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.